Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And me, I'm Tim. How are you doing this week, Tim? Tom, I'll on tell this you. lovely Friday, I wasn't done talking. Sorry. <laughs> this lovely. This is very. Oh, just twice I've interrupted you. And I was gonna say, it's very unprofessional. On this. Lovely and if there's one thing I don't like to be, it's unprofessional. On this lovely fall Friday evening. It is a lovely fall Friday evening. Yeah. Uh, it's the first time in a long time that we've done this show late at night. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost oh, it's almost the witching hour. Well, it's almost it's quarter to eleven. <laughs> yeah, that's late. But usually we do these things. I don't think we've done one this late in years. Probably not. No, because uh, last year we were doing them all in the afternoon. Yeah. You remember that? Uh huh. Neither of us it. had <laughs> viable career options. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else to do. Yeah. Uh, a year before that, it was all uh, 5 a.m. Five Crack, uh, the, the rooster would crow. Yeah, and the podcast would start. Yeah. The rooster would actually, he'd, he'd go, cock-a-doodle-doo, and then he'd uh, walk a few feet over and hit the space bar with his beak. Yeah, it took forever to train him to do that. Yeah, but it would start the recording, and it prevent it. It, it it kept us from having to hit the 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 space bar ourselves. Mm-hmm. Saved a lot of time. Yeah. Whatever happened to that rooster, Tom? Tim, you know that uh, chicken sandwich you ate earlier? Yeah. Was it the rooster? It was the rooster. Ah, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, how are you doing this week, Tom? I'm doing good. Uh, you know what they say? Uh, happy wife, happy life. You, uh, oh, you're remarried. No, no, not married. Oh, just somebody else's wife's happy. Tom, if you know what I mean. I got so angry last night because <laughs> a mutual friend of ours. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh huh. Went to a concert. Uh huh. And he took a picture of the concert uh, that he was at. <laughs> uh huh. Because it was like a lame concert. What was it? Mark Anthony? It was Mark Anthony. Not Mark Anthony. No, no, Mark Anthony. Yeah. Um, it was at the Barclays Center, mm-hmm. and he Instagrammed a picture of it, and yeah. he's like, I'm at the Barclays Center, the Mark Anthony concert, hashtag happy wife, happy life. Yeah. And it's like, there is that is the worst <laughs> phrase you could ever say. Who likes that phrase? That's something that a jerk says at a deli, to another jerk. <laughs> well, that's awfully specific. Like when like, uh, picture my, this, my wife at, loves Rubens, and you know what they say? No, 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 no. Because here's the thing: this guy mm-hmm. said it. He was at a concert. He posted well, in a public forum, and a happy wife, happy life, being basically saying, "I don't want to be here." Right. I am publicly complaining about being here, <laughs> mm-hmm. but my wife will nag me. <laughs> Unless my wife will yeah. be mean to me. Everybody knows how those wives are. Yeah, exactly. That's what it means. Yeah. And it's like, that's not a nice thing to say about your wife. And that's not a nice, like, that's not like, I feel like in some situations, the wife would look at that and be like, ha, yeah, yeah, that's right. I would. And it's like, don't you want to do things with your partner mm-hmm. that you enjoy like both of you are having a good time one of you doesn't have to publicly complain about or when you're ordering an egg sandwich at the deli Mm -hmm. and some other scumbag long island idiot (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> not saying that everybody from Long Island is an idiot, but I'm just saying that uh, I've heard this. Uh, I've this is a phrase that I've heard mostly in Long Island right. delis between two scumbags, <laughs> where it's like, oh yeah. Oh, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta uh, wash the car. I gotta bring the car by the car wash on the way home. Well, I don't want to do it, but uh, you know, happy wife, happy life. It's like if you hate your wife that much, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be married. How about that? Well, I don't. I think you're taking kind of a cynical view of it. I don't know if it's necessarily like. Uh because it's happy wife, happy life. Those are both, uh, uh, you know, positive things. It's not like unhappy wife, uh, it's always, terrible, desolate life. It's always following, like, some crap that you don't want to do. And yeah. then you go, it's always, well, happy wife, happy life. Like, my wife is a monster. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what, that's what you're saying. And nobody should be happy about that. Nobody should ever say that because that's mean. You're saying a mean thing mm-hmm. about your spouse. Yeah, and, and, divorce him. And the wife <laughs> should, should not be like, Divorce yeah, him at the first yeah, sign of trouble. Yeah, that's right. Happy wife. I'm making you do things you hate. <laughs> like, why don't you keep that stuff? Like, why don't you guys put a, I'm not saying like whitewash your entire life <laughs> and, and don't and, and pretend like everything's perfect when everything's not perfect uh-huh. but maybe like don't complain th- about things and be like uh yeah my wife's making me do this because she's horrible and the wife be like yeah i'm making him do this because he's a jerk and wouldn't do it otherwise unless i was i threatened him with being mean mm. withholding uh, hey pig yeah exactly ow Ow, I want what? bonbons. Uh, when you go uh, throw them in the garbage. <laughs> That's a studio audience. The stu- Have you watched an episode? <laughs> I wa- I woke up. Married with children? Yeah. No. I'll tell you one thing, Tom. Yeah. I woke up. <laughs> this is the weirdest morning of my life. I woke up. Uh, like you know, how you wake up sometimes at like uh, quarter to five or like five. And you're just wide morning. awake. Yeah. And you're just like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to get up, I guess. Yeah. Um, I just, no, that happened to me. I, I woke up uh, this morning at like 6.30, like the most awake I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> and just like, I guess I don't think I can go back to sleep. It doesn't make sense, but I'm going to get up. That's a gift when that happens. Take that. No, and, and, and I, I do like it. It's v- extremely rare. I woke up at like five in the morning. <laughs> like, it wasn't even. I was, just like, I was just like looking. Around and I saw my girlfriend wasn't there. Uh, uh, she had left you. She had left me. Uh, it's, it, this is my way of processing it. <laughs> no, no. So I go out into the living room and she's there and she's awake uh-huh. at like five in the morning. And I'm like, "Hey, everything all right?" She's like, "Yeah, I couldn't sleep." I'm watching Mar- the show Married with Children. You ever see the show Married with Children? Yeah. Like, yeah. And uh. She's just sitting there at like five in the morning for no reason, watching Married with Children. The studio audience on that show, Tom, <laughs> they must have gotten that audience so boozed up. <laughs> Whenever Christina Applegate, first Woo! of all, yeah, first of all, she's like a seventeen-year-old girl. They parade her out in these these outrageous <laughs> outfits that are 
Well, well, she wasn't actually that young, though, right? I don't know. I don't know how things work. <laughs> I don't know. Because I feel like she's like our age now. Like she's no, in- she's older than us. Everybody on that show, though. Well, I can't speak for Bud Bundy, uh, but everybody else on that show, David is, Faustino, you mean? Yeah, everybody yeah. else on that show is aged very well. I think. Well, I'm just thinking of uh, of Al Bundy and Peg Bundy. Yeah. And well, I they're think, actors. They weren't actually a white trash family. They I think were that's like Hollywood most, actors. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess that's mostly what it is. That like you see uh, the two of them and Christina Applegate, like they're good looking actors, all of them, and like uh, have money and yeah. can, you know can dress nicely and stuff. And you're like, wow, like they look better than when they were on that show. It's like, oh well, yeah, they were younger, but they were wearing like you know, at least in, in Peg Bundy's case, like a ridiculous wig. and Yeah. A- every other line of that show is sexual innuendo. Yeah. And every hint of sexual innuendo, the crowd <laughs> goes nuts and starts hooting and hollering for like two and a half minutes. Yeah. It's like, uh They'll be like, ah, can you show me what rack this is on? Like, asking a, and they'll be like, oh, I'll show you the rack. And then everybody will go, Whoa! Yeah! Oh, yeah! Woo! Yeah! Woo! And the audience is going nuts. Yeah. Like, they have to stop and, like, wait, right? Yeah. yeah. If you took out the, the audience sounds, that would be a very oddly paced show. <laughs> um, to your point about actors, Hollywood actors, uh-huh. I was watching a late uh, series episode of Friends the other day. Yeah. Uh, Ross, David mm-hmm. Schwimmer, mm-hmm. uh, David Swimmer, <laughs> uh, he, he originally was playing like a pipsqueak, like, uh, like, uh, we all know David Swimmer. He played Russ on Friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't even talk about this, but anyway, uh, I have, I have a story about calling Ross, <laughs> Russ. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> but but it's too hot for podcast. It's too hot for podcasting. Uh, no, uh, oh no, no. Anyway, anyway, David Schwimmer was supposed to play this like uh, timid, and he did play this yeah, timid. You know who Ross from Ross. Friends is? But Jesus, by season like seven, mm-hmm. David Schwimmer was like a muscle man because like he was a rich and famous guy. And he was personal like personal trainer, yeah. probably personal chef, a like, lot of free yeah. time on his yeah. hands. So like he's he's going like and he's still like acting goofy in front of Rachel like it was this 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 thing where like he thought Rachel wa- fell in love with him again and he was like being mm-hmm. goofy and it's like yeah, no, this is just a handsome <laughs> muscle-bound tanned like confident man who's not good at playing a, a timid pipsqueak anymore. Yeah. This is not believable. I don't like this. Friends season seven. Unbelievable. I think they. I think they started putting that in people's contracts. Like you can't get too uh, muscly. Like you gotta. Uh... Yeah, because that's the thing. Like you. You. Well, and everybody is pro- around that time. Everybody is distracted with uh, with uh, what's his name being a drug addict and then getting super skinny. Yeah. So nobody even Chandler. noticed. Nobody even noticed that the whole time Russ was getting, uh, you know, was pumping iron. Yeah, Russ. Uh, Russ comes in and he's a he's a dang uh, 
uh, George Atlas. Yeah. And uh, with the confidence of uh, Tony Robbins, uh-huh. and he's supposed to be playing uh, a 98-pound uh, weakling who's getting sand kicked in his face at the beach. But at the same time, in real life, everybody knows that Jennifer Aniston is dating Brad Pitt. Yeah. So it's like, well, yeah, compared to Brad Pitt, this guy still is a pipsqueak and a loser. That's true. Yeah. Oh, so you bring in It's just keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, you bring in like what the what the zeitgeist said. You you bring in everybody's cultural. Yeah. See cuz me watching in 2015, I don't remember what everybody was yeah. thinking in 2002. Back then they were like, "Come on." You know, they, they that was probably the network sending Russ to the uh to yeah, the gym. people like, be like there's no way. No, and now now the suspension of uh belief or disbelief is just out the window. Yeah. The, you're breaking through the fourth wall here being such a pipsqueak. Yeah, everybody nobody's going to nobody's going to believe no. this. This is this is a bridge too far as they yeah. say. What what why did you bring this up? Why was this about? I don't know. Just about people on TV being good looking. Hmm. If you Tom, if you notice, I don't think I'm talking out of school here. People on TV tend to be good looking. Oh, I just pay attention to personalities. Even on TV? Especially on TV. You know what? Case in point, that new pig Muppet, the <laughs> sexy pig. <laughs> what about the new pig Muppet, the sexy pig Muppet? Like, you're a little attracted to her. Well, you saw this thing about how... Uh, the Game of Thrones Yeah. Lady. Somebody asked her at Comic-Con, where we just were earlier today, uh, they were like... Uh, has anybody mentioned to you that this new uh, sexy pig Muppet looks like you? And she was like, uh, yeah, when I was in high school, people made fun of me and said I look like a pig because I have like a, you know, an upturned nose. They called me piggy nose. Next maybe question. She sh- maybe she shouldn't have turned her nose up at so many people. No, Tim, that's not the way. That's not what she meant. Oh, she was too it. posh. Is that what? Is that what she meant? No, I think it was just. Probably, you know, she's very attractive. I've uh, n- I've never seen this woman before. Yeah, you have. You saw. I've never um, seen Game of Thrones. You saw Hunger Games. She's in Hunger Games. I haven't seen any of the Hunger Games yeah, movies. I, I, think, I prefer I don't to think read she's the books until the second one. Anyway, you've oh, seen her, uh, Jennifer. No, not Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. Not Jen. Not J Lo either. Jennifer Hudson. Nope. Not even a Jennifer. <laughs> Natalie. Jennifer Aniston. No. TV's not. Russ. <laughs> no. TV's Raquel. Raquel. Oh, Raquel and Russ. Russ and Raquel. <laughs> yeah, will they or won't they? Tom? Yep. It's our annual New York City Comic Con Spectacular. Yeah. We just got back. That's why we're recording so late. Exactly. What we were doing was uh, gathering information on the floor. Mm-hmm. We had our ears to the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're like, what are what A are few the well paid informants? Yeah, uh, Joe Quesadilla, the famous uh, <laughs> comic book writer. No. Right. His name's not Joe Quesadilla. What is it? <laughs> I uh, I think it's Quesada. Pretty sure it's Joe Quesadilla. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, was he there? I don't know, Tim. 
I didn't. I don't know everyone who was there. Tom, I'll, all right, let's let's give. People... I know one person who was there. That somebody was a little too cowardly to, to go right, talk we'll, to. We'll get to that in a second. Let, right. Let's set the stage. <laughs> no, here. we'll tease that for later, and uh, after the hour. Um, when we come back, Tim uh, is cowardly in front of a semi-celebrity. Not to you. Maybe the only person who would recognize at Comic Con. Anyway, I'd recognize <laughs> Joe Quesadilla if I saw him. Uh-huh. Uh, it's Friday night. Yeah. The mood is right. Mm-hmm. Gonna have some fun, show you how it's done. TGIF. Right. Uh, Comic Con started on Thursday, it goes yeah. through Sunday. Mm-hmm. You went pretty much all day Thursday and all day Friday? Yeah. I mean, a, a very decent chunk of the day. I don't get there too early just because i'm under the impression that like if you get there real early you're just gonna wait to get in kind of thing like the people who get there real early it's like uh, for a specific reason because a lot of the vendors to buy comic books well a lot of the vendors it's like uh yeah we've got these exclusives or whatever and it's first come first serve every day kind of thing right yeah um I went for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you disappointed? Yesterday, Thursday, yeah. I work. My office is near uh, the Jacob Javits Center. Mm-hmm. Um, so I walked over In on my New York's lunch Hell's break. Kitchen. I had to pick up my press pass mm. at, the, at the the desk. Mm-hmm. That took a little bit of time. And then I couldn't find you for a little while. Yeah. And then I found you. Mm-hmm. And then we like walked around for five minutes or so, <laughs> yeah. eh, maybe like ten minutes, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go back to work now." I was not disappointed because yesterday I was like, I probably shouldn't have even gone because I woke up with such a headache, hangover. And no. Uh, You've been hitting the bottle a little hard, Tom. Oh, maybe it was a hangover because AJ was over. We watched uh, the premiere of Arrow. Um, oh, in preparation for Comic Con. Yeah, in preparation if, for life. If you went to Comic Con not knowing the latest development on the WB's the Green Lantern series, Arrow, the Green Arrow. The Green Arrow series, yeah. you would have been the laughing. They would have laughed you out of the con. I could have Comic-Con. had spoiled just by like a costume that I would see. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, I I watch it because uh, uh, I really like it. Sure. But anyway, I woke up with such a headache Thursday. It wasn't a hangover, uh, and I don't really get headaches that often. Maybe it was a tumor. It's not a tumor. It might be a tumor. You know what that's from? Uh, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. You got it. Um, I had such a headache, and going to a place like Comic-Con is not the kind of place you want to go with a headache. (laughs) No, it is crowded. Mm -hmm. It is loud. Tom, whenever I meet... sensory overload. Yeah, whenever I meet you there. I'm attracted to the idea of places with sensory overload, like... uh, but then when I'm actually there, it's too much for me to handle. That's what happened the one time in my life I went to Japan. I went to Tokyo. I've never been so excited to go somewhere. And I like kind of just couldn't handle it. It was just too much. Like and I went there. They ran you right out of town, right? <laughs> yeah. 
No, you just, I. Yeah, you just ran to the dock and got on the first ship back to back to New York. No, like <laughs> six months. I went to Tokyo with like a. I had like saved up a bunch of money of like, this is the money I'm gonna spend in Tokyo on like crazy toys. Ja- yeah, toys. just crazy Japanese yeah. stuff, and. I was just too overwhelmed once I got there. I didn't spend a dime. You didn't spend a dime? Well, I spent some money at the McDonald's, but I didn't spend much Did more. Did they have that. a weird McDonald's? Oh, yeah, they had a weird McDonald's. What did you eat there? Oh, I just got a regular old Big Mac. Oh, crap, Tom. Yeah. Here, we got we to gotta break into our Comic-Con coverage <laughs> for just a moment. Breaking news? Breaking news. Um, I saw you got one of those Halloween Whoppers. Yeah, the black Whoppers. Yeah. Black, the whole, the blunt, the bun is as black as night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was, what, what's your verdict? It tastes normal. It tastes just like a regular Whopper. I was in a bad way for at least three days after eating that. Why? What do you attribute that to? Um... Whatever magic they use to to make it black. No, the food no, coloring. Yeah, because food coloring. A uh, food co- food coloring will never make you sick. What? Food coloring is, is just. It's not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna make you feel bad. I don't know. This they use a lot of food coloring to make it black. Yeah, but it's just like, it's food coloring. It's fine. It's harmless. <sighs> okay, number two. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Or follow up. Yes. Was your poop green? Yeah. Okay. And then blue. Okay. That makes sense. Um, follow up. Yes. <laughs> what? A lot of follow up questions. Um. Oh well, no! You already said it was the same as uh, as a regular wild. Yeah. It, it, they said it they was put, like, like a different sauce. Or yeah. They're like, I think they tried to claim that like the bun was a one flavored. Yeah, they did claim that. That's yeah, not. Yeah, they, I think they just put a one on it. Flavor a bun. Well, and don't flavor the bun a one. Just put some a one sauce on the burger. Yeah, nothing. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, here's my follow up. Okay. Uh, did you go to Burger King specifically for that burger? No, I did not. No further questions. <laughs> okay. All right, fast food roundup is not over. This should be a weekly segment, though. <laughs> well. I don't think it's a good idea for either of us to eat fast food. No, no, no. This isn't even... This is uh, McDonald's this week <laughs> unveiled their breakfast anytime menu. Yeah. All right. Keep it for next week, Tim. Yeah. I, you know I, what? It is a new segment. You're right. Yeah. So, um, th- this isn't an evergreen topic. All right. Um, Many uh, McDonald's uh, do not... Uh, have the full breakfast menu. Yeah. Uh, you sent me an email <laughs> saying, uh, quote... Was that one of my early morning emails? Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> quote, this company's run by effing <laughs> morons. And then uh, sent a link to a, like a Business Insider <laughs> article about the fact that like uh, McGriddles aren't available at all. No, did you read the article? Yeah, I read the article. The big thing that's missing is... RTFA, man. The big thing that's missing, Tim, hash browns. 90% 
of McDonald's have hash browns that all means day. Ten percent don't. Yeah, ten percent. Ten percent of McDonald's. Yeah, sure. That's like five thousand <laughs> restaurants. Uh-huh. But that that still means that there's like a billion restaurants that you could ha- get hash browns whenever you want. And the other thing about McDonald's is, mm-hmm. unless you live in like the hills of Montana, mm-hmm. like uh, like uh, on a, like a plateau. If the McDonald's closest to you doesn't have what you want, go half a mile and find another McDonald's that has what you want. Will you get uh, McDonald's breakfast after hours? Um, I might get a hash brown. Uh, Tim! Well, you got a 9 in 10 chance of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I only have a 90% <laughs> yeah, chance of that coming true. Hey, if you want to roll the dice. If you want to roll the 10-sided dice... <laughs> In which I win nine out of ten times. In which, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll roll that die. Mm. Um, also, what do you? What's your go-to McDonald's breakfast item? It's not a McGriddle. A McGriddle made me feel like I was uh, like it gave me heart palpitations before it even hit the back of my throat one time. Yeah, but McGriddles are so good. They're so, they're so good Here's in the that thing. like after the first bite, you're like. If I eat more of this, I'll probably die. No, after the first bite of a McGriddle, I'm like, how can I feel like this all the time? <laughs> and then you take another bite and be like, well, this is not the way. Continuing I, to well, shovel the shit in my I will, mouth is not going to do it. <laughs> I will tell you this. Every time I've had a McGriddle, the first bite, I'm like, I should get in line and get another McGriddle now before this one's done with. Because this is so good. But by the time it's done, I have no... Yeah, I'm like, well, uh, all right, I guess I'll wait another two years to eat this again. That's my thing. Like, I rarely uh, am in a situation. I barely eat breakfast most of the time anyway. Uh, Tom, it's the most important meal uh, of the day. I'll shove it up your ass. Unless unless it's from McDonald's, in <laughs> which case you should probably skip it. Uh, but if you're like, oh, yeah, I'll get McDonald's for breakfast. No, don't eat breakfast. No, it's healthy. <laughs> it's <laughs> the most important meal. Yeah. That's um, precisely why you should not eat McDonald's. No, I'm for. I'm in very few situations where McDonald's for breakfast would even be an option. Where like I'm well, I guess before this, where like I'm out and about early enough and I'm hungry enough and I'm out and about in a place where there's McDonald's enough uh to get uh one of those things. So when I do, it's McGriddle because it's like, well, yeah, I haven't I'm, You're not gonna get an egg uh, McMuffin? An egg McMuffin? Or a sausage well, McMuffin? Well, actually, here's the, th- here's the difference there, that after hours, I would I would be much more inclined to get an egg McMuffin than I would a McGrill. I would not get a McGrill after hours. Why is it that like you want a sweet treat in the morning? Mm. Why wouldn't I think you just, the, answer, you just answered your own question. Tom? Why wouldn't I want a sweet Tom, treat in the morning? That's a question for God. <laughs> yeah. Not a question for you. Ask her. <laughs> you just bugged your eyes out at me like you were. Uh, yeah, yeah. This was a, a video podcast <laughs> that would that would have really worked. Yeah. Anyway, well, we're we're talking about Comic Con, Tim. Yeah. All right, and this is this week's fast food roundup. Fast food roundup. Fast food roundup. I wish we had time. I have to post this. Pretty much when I get home tonight. <laughs> uh-huh. So I will not put in a theme song. For Fast Food Roundup. For Fast Food Roundup. I apologize. Mm-hmm. 
to our listeners. Yeah. I apologize. Well, don't apologize to them, Tim. Apologize to me. Yeah, no, I apologize to you, Tom Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I apologize to... Uh, I guess that's about it. That's uh, the only the Mc- relevant the people in the, the mix McDonald's here. The Corporation. No, I don't, I don't. I'll never apologize to them. <laughs> hey, Tom, I was thinking uh-huh. this yeah. uh, while we were at Comic-Con. Yeah. Here's the segue back Great. to Comic-Con. Great. Has there ever been any artwork where it's uh, Keith Ledger as the Joker, <laughs> um, except instead of Joker makeup, he has uh, Ronald McDonald makeup? Uh, it's on the internet. I've seen it. Okay, that's it. That's all I want. Now we're back at co- we're back into comics. Yeah, I'm talking about Keith Ledger's The Joker. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of uh, current feelings about Jared Leto's The Joker. Do you want to talk about it? Do you want to talk through it? This is our <laughs> New York City Comic Con 2015 episode. Here's my thing, and this is actually and keep in mind, Tom. Yeah, I don't care. One bit. Well, you know what? You might care. You might have an opinion on this because it's bigger than just uh, uh, Jared Leto's The Joker. Does this go all the way to, to Claire Danes? <laughs> it might go all the way to Claire Danes. Um, did I send you that Claire Danes? I did send you a Claire Danes article this week. Yeah, you know <laughs> what? You sent me a Claire Danes article yeah. where she felt bad because... For being shitty. No, no, no. Hold on. She felt bad because she talked about how she felt bad 13 years ago when, who was it? Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup. The the proof is in the name right there, right? (laughs) Uh, Left his pregnant wife. Uh Uh-huh. For Claire Danes. For Claire Danes. How are you, and and you wrote uh, a further proof that Claire Danes is a terrible person. Tom, Claire Danes is a terrible person because <laughs> she t- she took my seat at a Beck concert in 1997 at a TV taping. She's not a a bad person because a man left his 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 pregnant wife for her or was were they even married? Uh, pregnant girlfriend? I don't know. If it was. Doesn't matter either way. Not a cool thing for Billy Crudup to do, but telling. That uh, that 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 you that you blame Claire Danes when she was just Claire Danes is blaming herself, not blaming herself, but she was saying like, yeah, she I, felt weird about it, yeah. sure. But all she did was fall in love. She had no responsibility to this woman. This is entirely on Billy Crudup. And if Billy Crudup wants to come on here and defend himself, uh, sure. The only thing that I know well, him from is Almost Famous. And that movie does not age well. And his name has crud in it. So he can go shove that crud up his butt. Well, This has been Crud Up Talk with Tim. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah you've, uh, you've got a lot of brave-sounding things to say. The one week Billy Crud Up's not here, waiting off mic. Yeah, well. Just in case. You would think I would have like chatted him up during the breaks and been like, so, what else have you been in besides Almost Famous? He was in The Watchmen. Never saw it. Never cared to see it. I bought the graphic novel. Uh, never read it. <laughs> well. What were you talking about? Jared Leto. I was talking about Jared Leto's Sorry, Joker. sorry, sorry. Uh, 
So Reese Jared Leto is playing the jokester <laughs> in 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 an upcoming film. Yeah. All right. So uh, I pointed out to you today that there was a, a guy cosplaying as uh, Will. Cosplaying S- is uh, dressing up in a costume. <laughs> uh, as Bill Cosby. No. <laughs> oh, oh! I thought you said like uh, no. somebody was cosplaying uh, like yeah. uh, Bill Cosby. Yeah, they're the cosplaying. Do you think they'll change the name of cosplaying <laughs> soon? No, because uh, it has nothing to do with Bill Cosby. Um, yeah, but don't you think that there are like enough victims that it's like a legit trigger warning at this point, where it's like, oh well, uh, there's a good chance that many of the people at uh, that will be at Comic Con were victims of were Bill victims Cosby. of this monster. Oh, how long until his testimony today leaks? I yeah, bet, he testified today. Yeah, he got subpoenaed to testify in this other thing yeah. in California. And I feel like by the time this episode comes out, that's by the time leak. this episode leaks, yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, Tim, nothing to do with Bill Cosby. Yeah, but after this, we'll do the Bill uh, Cosby news roundup, right? No. Tom, you're the one who gave me these beers. <laughs> beers make me loquacious. You know this. Well, if I if I had known that before, I would have put a towel down before you sat on the couch. That's not, it's not, a, that's not what you think it is. Don't you write books for a living? <laughs> so <laughs> vocabulary would be. Um, uh, Will Smith is Deadshot in the Suicide Squad movie. And in a recent interview, he said, oh, I've never met Jared Leto. I've only met the Joker because he was a method actor and just he never dropped character the whole time we were doing this thing. Right. Same thing. Jared Leto is just doing the same thing that Keith Ledger did when he played the jokester. (laughs) He just uh, inhabits the jokester's world. But that's enough with the with the method acting everybody because my thing is as a guy who's not an actor i but a method human i think method acting would probably be the easiest way to act Mm -hmm. like if i got cast as the joker in a movie tomorrow i'd be like oh shit i'm not good at acting you know what i'll pretend to be him all the time that'll be like really good practice for me yeah I think that's pretty much. I mean, that's reductive. But, but that's but not. But that's not the way people view it. Method acting. People are like, "Oh, what a what a great actor!" Method acting. No, it's 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 a means to an end. It's a means to a good performance. It's not trying to impress anybody. It's how can I show up? You don't think when the cameras are rolling. How can I hit the ground running with no, this it's thing? it's totally trying to... Sh- Nowadays, it's totally trying to show off. Tom, anybody that does anything... It's trying to show off. I'm not impressed with somebody who's pretending to be somebody else all the time. I want to see somebody can turn it on and turn it off. I watched a thing today. It's behind the scenes about Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And they're showing a scene with Bob Hoskins... Where, you know, he's he's pretend uh, uh I think it was when he was hiding Roger underneath the uh the the dishes he was washing. And as they're doing the scene, he has a question. He's like, 
big pardon, I have a question about what I should be doing with Roger right now. And it's like, yeah, he's not method acting. He's like, yeah, this is the way I normally talk when I'm Bob Hoskins and I have a question. Okay, back to acting. Ah, Roger, get in here. Ah. Yeah, but who cares? I just... Enough with and method I acting. Also what do you know care? See, this is the thing. method no, acting. No, 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 no. Hold on, no. hold on. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing with you. Uh-huh. You need to know all the behind-the-scenes deets. Yeah. You need to see... Uh, uh, people with telephoto lenses taking pictures of the Batmobile from blocks away or Justin Bieber's wiener from miles away. You're like, oh, well, I, I to only found the- out about from his dad. I follow his dad on Twitter. I need to I don't see- follow Justin Bieber. Yeah, look, I know. Look, Justin Bieber's wiener, uh, Jared Leto as the jokester. I just watch what is on. The it's film. not possible anymore. Just, it is possible. No. You just choose not to. No. It's fine. It doesn't matter. You shouldn't know about anybody's... Jared Leto isn't doing this to impress you, some jerk with a podcast. He's doing it so that uh, when uh, the Fantabulous Five movie comes out and uh, the jokester comes on, on onto the screen, you're like, Wow. This is a guy that I feel like I, I believe that this guy is this guy. When people are method acting, do you how do they keep it up when it's like, all right, cut, um we need you to to actually like move over here a little bit. Do you think he's like, Oh, move over here? Ah, okay, I'll move over here. I mean, that's just because the Joker's a stupid character. <laughs> no, he's a good character. I'm not I'm not kidding. He doesn't even make any jokes. He does. You, you call he, the guy the jokester, and he doesn't even call he doesn't even make one joke the makes whole time. Lots of jokes, Tim. You just have a bad sense of humor. You have no sense of humor. That's true. And I would appreciate you wouldn't talk about that. Uh what else about Comic Con today, Tim? Um I saw the saddest thing that I ever saw. <laughs> I know what it was. I should. I didn't con- think it was. I should have confronted this man. Uh, that wouldn't have ended well. Um, there was a man in his mid to late forties, mid forties, I'd yeah. say, there with his what seven year old son, eight year old, between seven and eleven. I can't judge how old kids are. Yeah. I have no idea. It was a young kid, a young boy. Yeah. Not a teen. No. Definitely. Not even a tween. Maybe a tween. I would have believed that he was 12. Uh, No. He's one of those runty kids. (laughs) So you can't judge how old kids are, but you have like a, like, oh, that's a runty 12. Yeah. I like to see you as like a a casting director for like Kids R Us catalogs. What I'm imagining for this is a runty 12. <laughs> or a strong nine. <laughs> uh, uh, a runty 12 or a husky nine. That's what I want in this scene. <laughs> uh, they're not scenes. They're just pictures. They're bottling clothes. Tom. No, I, a lot of times it's scenes. I don't scenes. think you know how the kids are us uh, catalog no, works. No, I do know. And a lot of times it's scenes because it's like, you know, parents are looking at these clothes and they're like, yeah, that looks great on the runway, but... <laughs> But I want to know how it how it works out there in the real world. 
So they set up scenes with children. Yeah. Okay, I understand. I want to <laughs> see how it looks when they're making a tree for it. Does that happen in the Kids R Us yeah. catalog? Oh, the Kids Is there R a Kids R Us catalog? I mean, I haven't looked at Kids R Us catalog since I was a kid. But no, you looked at the Toys R Us catalog. Nobody ever looked at the Kids R Us catalog. No, every once I would. Kids L- R Us is uh, what happened. What they moved in when like Toys R Us started moving, uh, g- like uh, doing badly, and so they're like, uh, okay, well, like transition these to clothing stores, and it bummed out every kid because the store near the mall that used to be a toy store is now a clothing store. I would. St- Kids R Us. Made the best store into the most boring <laughs> store from the perspective of an eight-year-old. I would look at uh, the Kids R Us catalogs. <laughs> I would give them a cursory glance. <laughs> because Let's see what the new styles are. For, no, uh, back to school because fashion. I always thought, like, they got to pay at least one fucking toy in this catalog. Come on. No way. Yeah. And yeah, the I never R- learned. They totally sold out the R Us brand. Yeah. But anyway, the, a lot of the, the scenes in the catalog, they were wish fulfillment. It was, you know. Tree forts. Yeah, tree forts, pirate ships, you name it. Kissing a woman. <laughs> Kissing a full-grown woman. <laughs> like a weird science. Yeah, no, they, they yeah. got in a lot of trouble for yeah. some of those. Um, so is there a lot of this, Tom, at Comic-Con? What? Uh, there was a woman... Do you know what she was selling? She was selling some sort of costume, right? No, I think she was. I think it was like a professional cosplayer that was uh, selling uh, like autographs, like autographed uh, eight by tens. There was a. Uh, would you say she was a beautiful woman? Yeah, she was a babe. She was a babeerino. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, as <laughs> Garth would say, right? Yeah. Well, uh, I like talking like Garth. And Wayne, I'm, well, <laughs> you're the Garth to my Wayne. Well, not even so much uh, whether... I saw two people dressed as Wayne and Garth yesterday at Comic-Con. Yeah? And I was like, you misunderstand what cosplaying is, I think. I think you're no, supposed to be like fine. a Dalek. <laughs> Dalek. <laughs> um, no, you can cosplay as anything you want. Like if, but like when don't the people in charge want to see like the oh this guy's the Riddler, (laughs) not Garth. Hey, there aren't people in charge. There's no people in charge of Comic Con. Yeah, but you make it sound like there's like a cabal at the top. A cabal (laughs) of powerful men. And they're and they're looking down from their ivory tower. This is what we'd like to see. Yeah, of course. Uh, Kick out the man dressed as Mister Belvedere. It's not what we like. Oh, I need to go back just to do something. You be Mr. Belvedere, and I'll be, uh, what's his face? Bob Euchre. Yeah, right. What? You can pull I'll be Wesley. I'll be Wesley. <laughs> uh, you can be Wesley. And then you can just walk around going, Wesley! Wesley uh, Master uh, Wesley! Master Wesley, will you be having tea in the drawing room? What, what, what the hell was the premise of Mr. Belvedere? How is this middle-class family able to have a butler? It was explained in the theme song. Streaks on the china. No, it wasn't. Never mattered before. Not in the lyrics, in like the visuals. It was like he got fired from a butler job. That doesn't mean that like you're just like, well, I'm a butler, so I'll just go live with a family that can't pay me. No, they could pay him. Well, they paid him in a lot of love. Uh, That's true. And he got to counsel them through a lot of crises. Yeah. 
Uh, I feel like there were three separate like molestation episodes. <laughs> not on Mr. Belvedere's back. No, like he had to tell the kids like that's not right, and yeah. you need to report it. Maybe it's just one that I had on tape. <laughs> All right. I don't know why that was the one that you taped, but <laughs> no, I had a lot of Mr. Belvedere on tape. Well, you had a question about the this uh, this woman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was a beautiful woman. Well, regardless of beautiful or not, she was scantily clad. That Very was scantily the, that clad. was the the overarching. Now this was on the show floor, mm-hmm. so this is where people are selling comic books and toys and uh, yeah. sweatshirts that look like Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, this man was here with his, with his, uh, Husky nine or, uh, uh, Runty 12, Runty 12, uh, son uh-huh. chatting up this lady, yeah, just doing things to her with his eyes that I did not approve yeah. of eyes up here, buddy. Yeah. While his son was just standing there. So confused, like growing up, going through puberty before our <laughs> eyes. Yeah, like and to that. be clear, is I didn't it, know what was going on. I was just walking walking down the, the aisle here. Maybe that was going to be his new mommy. See, this kid wasn't sure. He's like, is this going to be like the should way I, my dad is I talking to this, mom? this woman? I don't know. Uh, it seems like he wants this to be my new mom. But also, I'd like this to be my girlfriend, but I don't even know what that means, really. <laughs> All this thing, and it's just like, hey, dude, you're here with your son. Yeah. Go look at the Batman stuff. Go look at the Superman stuff. Go look at the Dragon Ball Z stuff. Mm-hmm. And stop chatting up a, uh, a near-naked woman because you're a perv. Like, send your son Maybe to the he wasn't ball a perv, Tim. Maybe he... You know, uh, was really into whatever she was cosplaying as. What was she cosplaying as? I don't know, but I don't know all these things. You know most of them. I know most of them, but I don't know any like. It wasn't Wayne stuff. or Garth or it the Jokester Wayne. or the Riddler. <laughs> no, I did see another. The whole professional cosplay thing is uh, is interesting to me, just because it's crazy that you can get to the point of that. You become famous through cosplaying. Famous enough that... I don't think that's true. I think that lady was just nearly naked. No, not that lady, but I'm saying there are other people that do it that, uh, like, they're in the autograph alley charging for autographs. People want their autograph because they're famous from being cosplayers. But there uh, there was one cosplayer that I saw that was like, what are these conversations like? Because she was selling, uh, you know, eight by tens of her as, uh, you know, various characters. But then she was also she, she had versatile versatility. Uh, well, I mean, that she was poison ivy. The well, the hallmark also, of a you can't if you're going to be a professional cosplayer, you have to be versatile, right? You, you can't be a one trick pony. Day. Okay, yeah. Uh, but she was also selling. Like big pictures, big drawings of her fully nude. Which yeah, that's weird. Well, to me, it was weird just because I saw like you know guys talking to her in line. That it would just be I I kind of want to hover around because I just want to know what the conversations like where you're like oh yeah I see you're really into uh, Final Fantasy oh. 
All right. Well, anyway, I guess uh, let's take one of these and uh, the drawing of you naked, please. Yeah. Also, it's like I feel like the drawing of her naked, that was actually like that. And that I'd never seen with a cosplayer that I think that that was like you're crossing a line there. There's an understood that most of the people, most of the the men, you know, lining up to to buy your autograph and talk to you. It's because they're in love with you because you're. Yeah, but you know what? She's allowed to do it. Look, you can't oh, tell absolutely. her what she's allowed to sell and what she's not allowed to sell. I feel like it's probably against the Comic Con terms of service <laughs> to like or like yeah. uh, to, to to. I just think it. I mean, you know, good for her. Uh, I hope she was charging double for that. But uh, but I just think it would be a weird. It'd be weird to buy a picture uh, from somebody. One for each gam, right? <laughs> it'd be weird to buy a picture from somebody of them uh, drawn nude. I think I'd I'd be more comfortable buying a, a photograph of somebody nude from now, them. Now, why is that? I was, uh, you know what? I had that thought myself. Yeah, and I was gonna say, it, but I, I, was and like, I don't. I think that's. I can't defend that. I can't come up with a logical defense. You know what? Because I think it's more honest. I think it's just like, look, like... Uh, well, let's not pretend this is art. Yeah. I'm a pervert, yeah. <laughs> and I want to see your naked body. Right? I, like I want to have a photograph of it. Okay. Uh, you know, you, you're a you're, uh, beautiful model. I'd like to have a photograph of it. I think that's what it is. The drawing, it's like, yeah, everybody's trying to pretend like, oh, this is art. It's like, no, you want to see what this person looks like naked. That's the bummer about comic-con for me mm -hmm. why i can't walk around too long without feeling skeeved out there is an there is a sexual undercurrent <laughs> that is pervasive right like well to a prude like you no but like here's the thing i feel like people's motives mm -hmm. mostly on the, the the men's side are like not pure, right? Like there are a lot of uh, they just want to see scantily clad girls. They want to see, and uh, then the other thing is no. I think it, so I, on one hand it's so inspiring that I see like so many like teens of of both the, both uh, both uh, male and female mm -hmm. just like letting their freak flag fly. You know, like. Mm -hmm. You know what? Here's where I get to be myself. I'm going to dress up as something goofy. I'm going to dress up as something I care about. I'm going to dress mm -hmm. up and they're just being themselves. But then I just feel like there's this whole leering class <laughs> amongst <laughs> them. You know what I mean? Where it's like there's some 16-year-old girl who doesn't fit in in her no normal circles. Right. And these this is the four days a year where she gets to like be herself. Yeah. And I think there's like 20% of people on the floor are just friggin' like, oh, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> here she is. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. I mean, I haven't really seen, uh, like out and out creeps, I don't think. It's just, I saw one creep today. But, the uh, guy with his son that was uh, <laughs> chatting up the, the, no, the nearly that nude was, woman. He was just trying to find his son a new mom. Uh, yeah, we don't know. Maybe his his wife passed tragically. Yeah. Um, 
No, this was uh, maybe she left him for his for her personal trainer. This was a man who was uh, dressed as uh, Conan the Barbarian, so he had very little clothing on. And uh, another guy came up with like a really nice camera with like a telephoto lens. It was like, can I take a picture of you? And he's like, oh yeah, sure. And uh, the guy just like under his breath was like, absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> and took, so that was the only leering that I saw. All right, Tom. Yeah. I think it's time. To what? Tim's Tale. Of cowardice. cowardice. Let's hear that cowardice theme song. Tom, earlier you called me a coward. Yeah, because you were. And I'd like you to tell, to explain to everybody... Do I over-explain things on this, Tom, on this on this program? Sometimes you over-mansplain things. You know what? <laughs> it's all I can do. I understand mansplaining now. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> there is a difference between... Uh, but actually... <laughs> <laughs> there's a difference... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and you're not the person. I'm asking a white man this... Uh, but mm-hmm. there is a difference between mansplaining mm-hmm. and then a man who happens <laughs> to explain something that he's knowledgeable about, right? Right, yeah. Okay. Or something that, like, if I explained how I got my head stuck between the slats in a fence, <laughs> right? Like, that's not mansplaining. That's just explaining I'm the only one who knew how I even <laughs> right. got my head in there in the first place. And the fire department needs to know that when they come to rescue me, right? Yeah, if they're like, they're not going to say, uh, what happened please here? mansplain to us what happened yeah, here? Well, like, what happened here? And I'd be like, well, what happened is the I threw the ball over the fence and then I thought right. I could get there. Hey, 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 quit mansplaining to me. Yeah. Tim... Your tale of cowardice today comes from the fact that you had an opportunity to confront one of your... Uh, uh, an old nemesis. Maybe one of your oldest nemesis. Nemesi. Nemesis? Uh, I don't exactly recall. <laughs> and I just love that you had a... You had a question for him. That wouldn't have been a question. The person, in, the person we're talking about is Judd from the real world San Francisco. Who, Judd Winnick. Who is at Comic-Con uh, autographing his, his latest uh, children's book. The real world San Francisco. Um, Judd from the real world San Francisco. For people that weren't listening three years ago when I inexplicably went off <laughs> on a rant about him. Uh-huh. Real world San Francisco was like 94 maybe, 95? Yeah, around there, yeah. Um, one of the first, it was the, it was the third season, I think, of, of, uh. Yeah, the first the one was New York, New York, Second, L.A., and then San Francisco. San Francisco. And San Francisco is when they. Puck, eat. Pedro, Rachel, Pam, Muhammad, uh, John. John. John was on That was that? the cowboy, right? Oh, he, no, no, he was in the first season. No. Oh, right. True yeah. story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody get the phone. <laughs> I, I think I think you got all the, the 
the cast members. So. Yeah. Um, and Joe after they kicked Puck out. Who the hell was Joe? The British lady. Oh, yeah. I've she was vaguely. a little boring. Well, who wouldn't be after Puck? Yeah, the with his snot rockets and putting his finger in the peanut butter. Riding BMX bicycles, being a bike messenger. Yeah. On the way to meeting them the first day, he got into a car accident. Uh. A car bike accident. Anyway, none of this is important. Uh, <laughs> Judd yeah. was a, uh, who I still think, I think Judd yeah. was the inspiration for Chandler on Friends. <laughs> what? I've never heard this theory put forth by you. Uh, they're, no. They're so similar. They're self-deprecating in the same way. Uh-huh. Right? They're a little, they're like boring guys, but like underneath the surface, they're, 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 they're guys who are like a little more creative than, like, than you'd give them credit for. Right. Like, they just seem like boring white guys, mm-hmm. but really they have something. How did Chandler uh, demonstrate this? Oh, in the in the last couple seasons, yeah. when he became a muscle man uh-huh. as well. No, uh, uh, he quit his corporate job uh-huh. to go into the creative side of advertising. Uh-huh. But he was always funny. Yeah. Like they were, they both had the same sense of humor. They both had the same good cheer. I, I, I fully believe that Judd Winnick mm-hmm. could sue David Crane and Marta Kaufman in a court of law, saying you appropriated my uh, personality mm-hmm. and gave it to. Uh, What's his face? Matthew Perry, who honestly, admittedly, ran with it and did mm-hmm. great things with it. But uh, you might as well have named Chandler Judd. I've never heard this theory before, and it's it's tenuous at best. Does this... <laughs> this makes me upset. I wish I had thought <laughs> of this <laughs> when I had the opportunity to walk up to Judd and tell him because a couple of years ago I had a weird feud with Judd, one-sided feud. He <laughs> never knew about. It. I didn't even know he was on Twitter at the time. I didn't. Even, I don't think he was even on Twitter. I was mad at Judd. <laughs> right. Why? Because on the real world in 1993 or 1994, maybe mm-hmm. 1995, he uh, wrote a comic strip. <laughs> Oh, now I remember why you were so mad at him. And it was picked up in a newspaper, a local newspaper in mm-hmm. San Francisco. And he's published for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was so excited about it, and yes, rightfully yes, so. Big deal. Great time. Great job. Mm-hmm. He went in. The cameras followed him. He went to one of those. I don't think they even have them anymore. Those newspaper boxes. Uh, not. Re- I haven't seen one in a long. Basically, time. they stack, uh, thirty or so newspapers in a yeah. box. Mm-hmm. You put your money in. You, you put, put your a change in. in to open up the the box. It unlocks, and you take one, and 
The and thinking the, the is... I, yeah, that nobody wants more than one yeah, paper. Yeah, what are you going to do with more than one paper? Yeah. These things are going to be worthless in a few hours. It's yeah. not like you can flip them on the... Like... Yeah. So we're not going to make a complicated machine that dispenses one at a time. Right. It's just a lockbox. Yeah, it's an honor system. And they caught him on tape <laughs> in front of a camera crew. He was so excited. He puts a quarter in, opens it up, takes every goddamn last paper yeah. out of the box. Uh. For his friends and family. Look, I get it, man. But don't do it on camera. That's that's some low-rent shit right there, Well, Judd. there, not only are you stealing, but, you know, uh, you know, businessman on his way to catch a bus always grabs a newspaper. Yeah. What the hell? He needs to know what's going on with uh, NAFTA at yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Oh, is this is this uh, uh, North American free trade agreement gonna pass?" Yeah. He's like, "Oh, no, some Gen Gen Xer who had a, a, a two panel fucking comic strip uh, printed in the paper took all. Now I don't know. Now I don't know what's happening with NAFTA, and now I can't be educated. Now I don't know what's happening with NAFTA the day after. Exactly." And that's what that was widely quoted. Yeah. All sorts of businessmen in the, in the San Francisco area. Yeah. Oh, just couldn't get their the day papers. after NAFTA. Yeah, when when the when the paper stopped. And they're like, "Do do we need to get you another paper?" And he's like, "We you have to. You have to. I need to know what's happening with NAFTA." Um. Yeah. Uh. So that was my beef with him. And ironically, you know, uh, these businessmen that are. Uh, uh, normally, uh, tastemakers when it comes to uh, comic strips, you know, they just weren't exposed that day. Yeah. You know, they asked them uh, when they called them up for surveys, you know, uh, do you remember any uh, any uh, news, any new comic strips in the newspaper? I'm like, I gotta be honest with you, I don't. Because uh, there wasn't a newspaper for me today. It's fucking <laughs> tragic. So anyway, uh, you wanted to ask Judd a question about that, but it wouldn't have been asking a question. It would have just been getting this off your chest. How mad you were as a as like a thirteen year old boy. Yeah, uh, you know what? I remember asking like my parents after that episode, like, "Wait a minute, how do these machines work?" And being like, "The." So this must happen all the time. People just go and steal all the newspapers. Yeah, but y did your uh, did your uh, parents explain to you like, no, nobody? No, this would guy Judd is just a uh, a criminal. Uh, I'm a trying criminal to, mastermind. I'm trying to look up because like he just wrote uh, another. Uh, Hilo is the name of the book. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks pretty good. It looks yeah. it's 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 for all ages. An mm -hmm. all ages graphic novel. Mm -hmm. The title hero is an enig enigmatic boy who crashes to Earth and befriends two children, uh, DJ and Gina. Look, look, it's a six book series. Tom, he's com he's in the same space as you, competing. I feel like. Uh, well, that's a graphic he's a, he's, novel. He's a little lower, uh, a little lower in age, right? Yeah. Anyway. And none, I'm of the, here. none of the characters in my books steal. 
What? None of the characters in my book steal. I don't think. I Probably don't, all these characters I think steal. he's reformed. Also, at the time, he's he was reformed. like 20, 21 years old. Yeah. And probably the goddamn producers told him to do that. Here, I'm willing to bury the hatchet. <laughs> um, I honestly regret. In, in like subsequent seasons of the real world, like uh, cast members murdered people on camera. Yeah. Um, like had sex with another roommate's mom or yeah, something. Yeah, all the kinds of. In the hot tub. Mm-hmm. Man, the real world just turned into like, let's see if we can get like what what configurations of people having sex we can have. Having sex and fighting. Yeah. For a while, you thought Judd and Rachel were going to get together. Now, now you're just recounting the reunion <laughs> episode of The Real but World. But guess Dance. what happened? Yeah. Judd and Pam. Oh, yeah. I, I, I neglected to say Pam in the original when I was recounting. If Judd is listening to this, uh-huh. and I hope he will because I'm going to tweet him about it. Tim, he was 10 feet away from you today. and he, And the thing you said to me was like, Oh, if only we could interview him. And we had press passes. Yeah, we were wearing passes around our necks that said pa- press. Yeah. That said pass. pass. <laughs> but, you, say pass. but you were like, if only we could trick him into thinking that we're... I'm like, Tim. Well, we tricked Comic-Con into giving us press passes. We're doing an episode about it. Yeah. Oh, this was very informative. Tim, you, you don't know some of these press outlets. Yeah, that's true. This is very informative. Anyway, uh, Judd, if you're listening, uh, I'd like to bury the hatchet. I understand that it was entirely on me, and you were unaware of the whole thing because I'm a nobody, and you're a somebody. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to buy your graphic novel for uh, a, a child in my family, and hopefully they like it. You know what else Judd wrote on? What? Green Arrow. Your favorite television show, Arrow. No, he didn't write on the show. He wrote the comic. He wrote on the comic. What did you think of his run? I haven't read any of his run. He wrote... Um, I'm trying to bury the hatchet here. I'll tell you you this. You just say it's good. How about that? Judd wrote my favorite Batman movie. What? Yeah. Mask of the Phantasm. Under the Red Hood. He wrote it? Yeah. Wow. The animated version, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you go talk to Judd? I was trying to just, I wanted you to confront him. (laughs) Uh, Judd, I'm sorry. I might, I have to go to Pittsburgh this weekend, Tom. Is he going to be back at Comic-Con? I don't know, Tim. Uh, And I don't know if he's going to be in Pittsburgh, to be honest with you. No, no, I might cancel my trip to Pittsburgh. <laughs> so you can go apologize in person to him? Yeah, I just feel like I wish we had had this talk. I wish we had hashed this out before. Me and you? Yeah. <sighs> A lot of regrets, Tom. Yeah. Life ain't, ain't so easy sometimes. No. Sometimes the people you think are your uh, arch enemies could turn out to be your best friends if you only give them a chance. What about Tom Petty becoming a heroin addict in his 50s? Is that what happened? Yeah, it was in the 90s. Uh, He made some good music in the 90s, though. Yeah. I always want to discount 
the relationship between heroin addiction and people <laughs> good making good music. Yeah, but uh, over and over again. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? Let's not. Let's not. Let's <laughs> not do this. Uh, if you like the show, you can be. Uh, you can. Uh, you get a lot of information at tcgte.com. Tom, why don't you take it from here? You can also like us on Twitter. Uh, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. You can follow us on Twitter at complete guide. You can follow me at Tom Reynolds. You can follow me at your pal, Tim. Wow. Stereo. And Hey, we're both on Instagram with the same, same with the same names. I've, I've been getting some uh, Instagram followers, Tom, this week. Have you? Uh, I don't think I've paid attention to it enough. Do you not have uh push when you get a new? No. I don't it, my phone doesn't buzz, but it shows it. Mine doesn't do that. Hmm. What are you doing? Yeah, I spent the extra money to get those <laughs> <laughs> alerts. And you can email us the complete guide to everything at gmail dot com. Uh thank you to our Patreon sponsors uh at tcgt.com slash pledge. Uh, we got a we've got the longest episode of Amazing Facts yet about uh, uh, medical organ. Yeah, facts. hey, uh, so support us on Patreon. I think we're gonna do a little thing with Patreon. We're gonna like uh, revamp things a little bit, yeah. uh, uh, inject some new uh, juice into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Orange juice. Oh, that orange Julius. Um. But, uh, yeah, uh, take a look at that. We'd really appreciate it. But the best way to support us without spending any money, tcgte.com slash Amazon. If you're doing your Amazon shopping, do that. Uh, We get a little bit of a kickback. Uh, Thank you so much to people who do that. Yes. Um, that's really nice. And people occasionally email us and tweet at us like, I spend, uh, like a bunch of money at Amazon. It's like... Hey, you're great. Hey, you guys. Tom's Tom's willing to maybe propose marriage to you over it. Maybe. Never say never. Uh, people have a couple people. Tom have asked yeah. us if we if we have a New York show in the works. Yeah. We do. I want to get out to the West Coast. All right. Talk to Judd. You should talk to him today, Tim. Uh, Damn it. He's he's the, the gatekeeper to San Francisco. He's still out there. Yeah, he know he Him and Pam. Pam. Yeah. They got kids. Judd, if you're listening, I'm sorry I forgot real about world, Pam in the Real World second life. generation. Real world babies. Real world babies. You know what's insane? More than most and I know we've talked about this. Baby Puck puts his uh, no. hand in the the strained peas. But one of the one of the most insane things about the real world San Francisco is while all they're doing this shit, Pam was like a resident, uh, getting oh, yeah. her medical degree. Hell yeah, Th- that's crazy. Yeah, she was like a a real actual, like they didn't do that in later seasons. But also. No, because in later seasons, anyone who is like that level of professional was had absolutely no interest in the real world. Yeah, when the real world was in Brooklyn in what, like two thousand seven? Yeah. Do you remember when that one guy played at Matchless, the mm-hmm. bar that we went to a lot? Mm-hmm. 
and we just yelled things as he was trying to play an open mic night, like a contrived open mic night that yeah. was like uh, set up by the producers. Just be like, pretend this is an open mic night, and we were just like, you stink. And then they tried to get us to sign a waiver, and then we refused. All these things happened to you. <laughs> Nobody else was yelling at them. <laughs> Nobody else was asked to sign a waiver. Here's the thing. I told everybody I didn't sign the waiver. Eventually, I signed the waiver. Ah, so maybe you're in there. Yeah, who knows? Look, after after the, San Fr- the first San Francisco season, mm-hmm. that show went to a steep decline. Oh, yeah. Off a very high peak. Judd, if you're listening. Stop. Stop. What? I just want to be friends with Judd Winnick. Well, you missed your chance. Eh, I'll go back. I'll look at the schedule. All right. God damn it. I'm going to make him friends with me if it fucking kills me. We'll see you next week.